Don't miss your chance to join our free Motivation Reboot Challenge starting Monday the 10th of July, one hour per day for five days to reboot your motivation, inspiration, energy, and enthusiasm to attack each day and to play big. Join now via the link in the description. It's absolutely free, so head down there now, join the link in the description, and be part of our free Motivation Reboot Challenge. Everyone's talking about this hustle culture, this hustle stuff that's going on, but is hustling really the key to getting great results? Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the debate that often arises between hustle culture and also talent and whether talent is important, whether hustling is important, or how you use both of them in order to succeed. So these are just my ideas and my views. Let's talk about it. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Now, just before I get started, a massive shout out to all the absolute legends in this community who have rated and reviewed this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this podcast on. It's absolutely awesome to have so many people in this community who want to improve themselves, who want to be better, who want to achieve more. Only recently, someone said to me, why should I come to one of your events? I don't need to fix myself. And I thought, isn't that interesting that there's a lot of people out there who only think that they go to personal development events to fix themselves. I still spend tens of thousands of dollars each year going to events, not because I need to fix shit that's broken, because I know that if I learn more, if I can do more, if I can get more out of myself, I'm going to live a better life. And so I'm going to learn from people that are smarter than I am in certain areas and to get inspired and to be better as an individual not because I'm broken and damaged, I guess we've all got parts of that, but because I know that I'm capable of so much more. So I focus on my potential, not all my damage and my trauma and all that shit, which I'll talk about in a whole other episode. But our events really, and the reason why I do these podcasts is because I wanna help people perform better. I wanna help people get the best out of themselves. Life is so short and it can end just like that. And I really wanna help people out there to get the best out of themselves so that they can get the best out of life. And that doesn't happen when you're just always working on trauma and shit, because if you're broken and you're always working on being broken, then you're always going to be broken or feel broken anyway. That's not what, what I do. That's not what I teach. And that's also not the people that I really am out there to help. I'm out there to help people who are looking forward in life going, I can do so much more. I can be so much more. I want to get the best out of myself. I want the best for my friends, the best for my family, the best for the environment around me. And so I just want to say a massive thank you to all of you out there who have rated, reviewed this podcast, shared it with your friends, shared it with your family, and just want to help people around you be better and do more in life. So a massive thank you for being part of this awesome community of driven mofos who want to get the best out of themselves. All right, let's get into this episode. Let's talk about hustle, the idea of hustle, what it means, and why people want to hustle. So I heard about this hustle culture years ago, and the first time I originally heard it was, I think it was from Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V, who now I think has gone against the whole hustle thing because he created a demon in, I don't know, this work culture of people hustling. Now, do I think that hustling is important? It depends what you mean by it. Now, if you think that hustling is getting out there and sort of 
floundering your way through things, then probably not. that's not a great idea. But if hustling's working hard, putting effort and energy into certain things, then I 100% think that hustling is really important. If you go back some of the episodes previously, I spoke about the key of momentum and how important momentum is. And that when you're pushing hard and then things start working well, don't take your foot off of the gas, don't go on holidays, don't fucking just slow down. Keep moving that thing. Because like a big boulder, once you get it moving, it's easy to keep it moving. When it stops, it's hard to get that momentum back. So things at rest stay at rest and things in motion stay in motion. So you want to keep in motion. You know, if you're driving heaps of sales in your business, keep driving those sales. Keep it cranking until you can 100% delegate that without having a massive drop off in sales. If you're developing a product or a service and people are starting to take that product and service up, don't stop. If you're going to the gym, everyone knows this, that if you go to the gym and you get in a good routine, and then all of a sudden you stop, it's way harder to get back going again. So it's just easy to keep things moving because they're already moving, right? It's, it's a law of physics that you want to keep things moving, okay? Things in motion stay in motion, unless acted upon by an external source. So we want to keep that thing moving, right? We want to keep that thing pushing hard. So when it comes to hustling, is hustling important? If it means keeping shit moving, pushing hard, keeping your foot on the gas, then it's super important because I don't know of anyone who doesn't achieve a lot by working hard. Okay, I've been lucky enough to work with billionaires, rich listers, small business owners that are you know on their way to their first million, business owners that are on their way to their second, third, fifth, $10 million mark in, in their business. And all of them work extremely hard and they work hard. Well, they don't work hard. I'm gonna change that term because I've been picking myself up on this. You've probably heard in other episodes about how important language is. I want to change the idea of working hard because we don't have to work hard. That automatically assumes that things are hard. It's not that we're working hard. It's just that we've got to work effectively, efficiently, and we've got to get momentum on our side. When you do that, you get flow. When you get flow and you're moving a lot, I guess that's hustling, right? You want to keep things moving. So I'm cool with that terminology. But does hustle beat talent, right? If you're highly developed in your skill set and you're working on your skill set and you're working effectively and efficiently, and you're, you've got momentum on your side, you're going to just crush the competition because you're effective and efficient at what you do, but you're also using that momentum in order to keep winning. There are lots of highly talented people out there who are extremely lazy. They're the people who need to hustle more and get their shit together and start putting in some effort and energy. I see people every week, like I speak to business owners every week, and they're like, man, I just want more holidays and I want things to be easy. And I'm like, well, there's only two reasons why things aren't easy. Number one, because when you get momentum on your side and you start working effectively and efficiently, maybe you might be working hard because shit's hard to get everything moving in the right direction when it's been stagnant. So you get that momentum on your side and then you go take a holiday. Then you go out on the weekend and you go get pissed and you drink you know, a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels or whatever you do, go out motorbike riding, go hang out with your friends, you come back to work on Monday, you're half hungover, you feel like shit, you're tired again. It's gonna take to Wednesday again to get moving. Then it's Thursday, Friday, now you're back on Saturday again, you do the same thing again. You're never getting momentum on your side, right? You've got to get out there and learn how to hustle more and you've got to learn how to push those things. I think that it is not only just important to hustle, but you've also got to work on talent acquisition. And this is where most business owners really suck, right? Most business owners suck in this area of talent acquisition. And that's not acquiring good talent in your team. That may be an area that you suck in. But what most business owners do really poorly is if they're a plumber or they're a trade-based business, they're really good at their skill set, right? So they might be a great mechanic. 
and they might know everything about cars and when they break down, they can fix it easy and they're effective and they're efficient. They're essentially now a unicorn that is a mechanic. But then what happens is the mechanic goes out there, starts their own business, and they're essentially shit at everything, right? Apart from the mechanic part. So what most business owners do is they go, okay, I'm going to go hire people who are better. Yet they don't know how to hire. They don't know how to market. They don't know how to sell. They don't know how to communicate effectively. They don't know how to manage people. And they don't know how to lead. So now all of a sudden they've got staff. Those staff are performing ineffectively. And then they go, oh, it's the fucking staff. The staff is shit. You can't hire good people these days. No one wants to work. Everybody's lazy, but that's not true. The business owner's lazy because the business owner is refusing to acquire skill sets or talents in the area of leadership, management, operations. And so then they go back to doing the thing that makes the money. And so they have this consistent fight inside their own mind and in their own head about when I work hard, I make money. So they're attached and they've got immediate gratification to when I work hard at the end of the week, I make good money. But now they want to build a business and they work hard, but they're not making good money because that's going back into staff and it's going back into inefficiencies and things being ineffective in their business. But instead of going out and acquiring better skills and better talents in order to bridge that gap. So over a year or a two year period, that business can, can then grow and scale. What they do is they get frustrated. They go, well, what's the point of me working hard in my business when I'm not getting paid as much? And I've got to deal with all these idiots in my business who are just shit at what they do. They can't be bothered. They don't work hard. And then they blame everything outside of themselves. Now, if you're someone who blames everything outside of yourself, you shouldn't start a business because business ownership is about taking responsibility for your own life, which is the reason why you go and start a business, right? Is because if you're a business owner, you want to have more autonomy. You want to be able to go and finish early on a Friday afternoon, but you want to go away on a Friday afternoon from the business and not have to stress about someone in the business stuffing everything up. How do they not stuff everything up? Because you've got good management, good management systems, good leadership, good operations, staff are trained effectively, there's a good culture there. They're all the things that business owners have to work on. And the reason why the majority of businesses in this country, the majority of them, almost all businesses in this country are individuals who have less than four staff. Why? Because then that way, the business owner can micromanage everything, they can stay frustrated, and they can convince themselves well, the money's a little bit better. I can tell you right now, I would rather have a $100 million business and have 200 staff working in that $100 million business or 100 staff that are all working in that $200 million business where I can decide to take a month off, I can decide to take two months off, I've got good management in, I still get the reporting, I can then head away, I can also come back and I can earn good money, I could sell that for a multiple. So I could walk away from that 100 or $200 million business and then sell it to somebody else for 500, 600, $700 million and I never have to work again but I would work again because I love doing what I do. It's that time of year where you may be finding yourself in a mid-year slump. The shiny excitement of your New Year goals and New Year's resolutions have worn off, and you may be losing focus and losing your progress. That's why I'm running a free five-day motivation reboot challenge starting next Monday, the 10th of July, to get you back on track and creating momentum so that you can finish 2023 strong and not like most people who are glad to see the back of another year. So hurry, this is your last chance to join. Register via the link in the description and I'll see you on Monday. But my point is that when you focus on the big picture of growing a business, then you'll grow a decent sized business. You've just got to then develop the skills. So this comes back to hustle, right? And this is a quote that I heard and it's a really good quote. And it's that hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So if you're talented, but you're lazy as shit and you don't want to require other skills, 
you're a business owner, then you're going to have to hustle because that's the only skill set that you have is hustling and doing your trade or doing the job that you do. If you want to be a good business owner, that's a whole other skill set. So just because you're good as a mechanic or good as an electrician or good as a graphic designer does not mean that you'll be good at business. In fact, most businesses fail because of that absolute ignorance that most people have. They go, you know what, I can do better going and working for myself. So they leave, they get an Australian business number or an ABN number, or they get an LLC or a company, depending on you know what country you're in. They start up a business, they start running it. They're used to, if, you know, let's say I make $50,000 this year. If I make $50,000 as an employee, I can go and spend that $50,000. If you make $50,000 as a business owner, you can't spend that 50,000 because now you've got to also pay tax. If you have other staff members who work under you, you also have to pay superannuation. You've got to pay work cover. You've got insurances and all that stuff. So at the end of the year, you might only make $20,000. Yet most business owners go, oh, well, you know, at least I've got my freedom or at least, you know, I'm working for myself now. Yeah, but you're doing worse off financially. Stupid idea, right? You should have just worked for someone else and been extremely skilled because you get paid well. The best highly skilled people normally get paid the best in their industry. Business ownership is an absolute new skill that people have to learn. And most people just don't learn it, okay? And that's the problem is that the reason why they have to hustle all the time is because they're not talented as a business owner. They're talented in their skill set, but not in business. Business is a completely different talent. I'm a very good leader, but a very poor manager. So I had to work a lot on my management skills because I'm poor at management and I had to get better at it, okay? So that's part of a skill of business ownership. There are other areas as well in the business where I've had to get better at. I was never really that good at sales, although I sort of was because I could talk to people, but I wasn't good at sales. I had to learn the art of selling it, and I invested a lot of money into training to be really good at selling. And now my close rate is extremely good, but it's because I learned how to sell effectively. I was never good at marketing, but I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars learning off the best marketers in the world to try and learn how to market our business. And now, even though some people have more followers on social media, I know that most of the time I make two, three, four, even 10 times the amount of money as they make because I can convert followers into paying clients. And so that's a skill set that I had to learn. Most business owners don't do that. And that's the reason why they have to hustle. So just remember that hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So first of all, you've got to learn how to hustle and work hard or work effectively, I should say, and efficiently. And then secondly, you need to develop and acquire the skill sets that you need and build the talent in order to grow whatever it is that you want to grow. Now, if you're listening to this and you're not a business owner, completely understand. The same thing applies, right? Because if you're somebody who, let's say you're a new parent, if you're a new parent and you've never had kids before, and now you've got kids, you're going to have to work extremely hard in order to try to figure out how to deal with kids if you don't develop the skills of being a parent. So you can go out there and you can read from books and you can learn from other people's mistakes or you're going to learn from your own mistakes. That's how most people do things in life. In fact, yesterday, I saw these two guys walking a dog. Now, if you've got a dog, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to one of my episodes that I've done previously on training dogs because it's similar to training people, right? And most of the time, you don't train dogs, you train people. And the same as kids, you don't train kids, you train parents. One of my good friends owns a large chain of childcare centers here in Australia, And he's done extremely well for himself. And he loves educating and developing children. And one thing he said to me years ago that I've never forgotten. He said, I normally don't have to develop and train kids. I have to develop and train parents. Now, coming back to the dog training, I'm walking down the street with Jess the other day. 
And there were these two guys walking their dogs and one guy saw the other guy coming and one sort of crossed the road and the other one was walking towards the other one. They're walking in the same direction, but on almost opposite sides of the road now. Both the dogs then started pulling on the lead. And then so both of them are now starting to fight these dogs because both dogs are trying to get across the road at each other. Now, I could tell straight away that those two owners of the dogs have never developed the skill sets of being a dog owner. How do I know that? Because a dog should not act that way if it's been trained and developed. Now, why hasn't the dog been trained and developed? Because the owner hasn't trained themselves and developed the skill sets of being a dog owner. And so what normally happens then is the dog owner, as a dog starts to pull forward, the owner pulls back on the lead and the dog, dogs are used to doing things, right? So most dogs have been bred in order to serve a purpose. And just like humans, we serve a purpose. So when you pull backwards on a dog's lead, the dog wants to lunge forward more because it feels like it's doing something. So you shouldn't pull back on a dog's lead. You should pull up on the dog's lead. And when you pull up on the dog's lead, it sort of, it lifts the dog's head up and that stops the dog from pulling forward, right? And so you can regain control of the dog. My point is that if these owners had developed skill sets of being a dog owner, then they wouldn't have the problems with the fucking dog. And this is just like most people in life, right? Most people have to work 10 times harder because they're not developing skills that they need in order to be effective and efficient at the things that they do. So that just means then that people have to hustle harder. So is hustling a good thing? Yes, because if you can work hard, that's part of the process of developing great skills over time. But you've normally got to learn from a lot of your own mistakes, which are costly and they waste a lot of time. Valuable assets, right? Time is your most valuable asset. But the second most valuable asset is knowledge. Why? Because when you learn new things and you're developing skill sets, then over time, people can't take that away from you. So I know that based on my skill sets and mental performance and mindset, no one can take that away from me. People can close down my business. Someone can sue me. The government can shut this shit down. But I can move overseas and I can start the business again and I can do exactly what I'm doing. Why? Because I have the skill set and I've got the knowledge. So time is your most valuable asset followed by knowledge because it gives you the skill sets that you need in order to achieve something great. That's going to normally come from hustling. You're going to hustle hard in order to learn those skill sets through trial and error, or you're going to work hard to develop the skills by learning from other people and from their mistakes. Does hustle beat talent? I'm not sure. Okay, that's my real answer. I'm not sure. But if you put them both together and you're consistently acquiring talent and learning new skills and are learning things, especially from other people's mistakes and shortcutting the process, like in order for me to grow a, you know, a million dollar plus business, it took me like five or six years. Now I can train someone else how to do it in less than a year. Why? Because they can learn from my mistakes and they can get there faster. Could someone else do it by themselves? 100% they could. Most people do that, right? So most people I meet have already built a business because they're learning through their own trial and error. It's just it takes way, way longer and you'll eventually burn out. You get frustrated. And most people give up because of those reasons. If you can learn from other people around you and be inspired to do that, then you're acquiring the skills off of somebody else learning from their mistakes you're going to take a shortcut, which is going to save you time, the most valuable asset you have. You're either going to pay through time, you're going to pay through mistakes, you're going to pay through self-sabotage and self-destruction, or you're going to pay through cash. It all depends. So does hustle beat talent? Maybe. Does talent beat hustle? Maybe. It all depends on the individual. But if you combine those two, you'll be an absolute force and you'll dominate your industry. What I'm 100% sure about now, and this doesn't matter whether you're an employee or whether you're a business owner, if you're a business owner and you combine those two forces of hustle and talent and you work, you work effectively and efficiently and you put in the effort and you get that momentum and you're consistently acquiring new skills and building a talent pool, you're going to crush the competition. 
Why? Because most people are inherently lazy. They don't want to hustle. They don't want to work effectively, which then means they've got to work hard if they do. Most of them will burn out, get stressed and frustrated and eventually give up. In business and just in life in general, most people that you're threatened by and most people that you're sitting there thinking, shit, they're doing better than me, just give them a few years. Watch what happens. Most will just give up and fucking implode. Okay, I've watched thousands of coaches over the years come and I've gone, shit, they've gone from zero TikTok followers to 100,000. Two years later, gone. Just stopped. They're working a nine-to-five job. I've seen them on Facebook, fill up events, run seminars, bang, bankrupt, nine-to-five job, or they've moved overseas, or they've started something different. Why? Because they went really big, really quick. They just didn't obviously acquire the skills maybe. I don't know if it's the wrong thing. I don't know if it's their value set, but most people will naturally deselect themselves out of the game. If you just stay in the game for long enough and you consistently acquire new skills and you love what you do, and you're working effectively and efficiently and productively and you've got momentum on your side, you'll just destroy the competition. And even if you're an employee, this thing still is true because if you're the best graphic designer in the world, you'll get paid as the best graphic designer in the world. If you're the best engineer in the world, you're gonna get paid as the best engineer in the world. Do I think everyone should go and start a business? No, that's stupid because you have to acquire a whole bunch of new skills if you wanna be a business owner. And unfortunately, this is where most people come unstuck is that if you just work for someone else and you're the best at what you do, you'll normally be paid as the best at what you do. You might be able to develop new skills and there might be a certain market cap, maybe, but maybe you need to market yourself differently. There was a personal trainer years ago, I'm talking 11 plus years ago, 12, 13 years ago. He used to charge $1,500 an hour and he would only have five clients per week. Okay, that's it. So he would you know, be making seven and a half, eight grand a week just from working with these five clients. Was he better than everybody else? No. He just marketed himself as being an exclusive personal trainer to high net worth individuals. That's it. That's how simple it can be sometimes. Did he have to have his own business? Did he have to have hundreds of clients? Did he have to deal with all the head fucks and hassles? No way. He just created a better strategy and stayed good at what he was good at, which was, I guess, being a personal trainer. Were there personal trainers out there way better than him? Yes. Was he out earning everybody? Yeah, most of the time. Now, are there business owners who have personal training businesses that earn more than that? Yeah. But do they have to work a lot harder and acquire a lot more skills? Yes, they do. Coming back to the hustle and the talent, I would combine both of those two things because if you love what you do, you've got a great work ethic, you enjoy what you're doing, you enjoy acquiring new skills, you enjoy learning, you enjoy bettering yourself, not only are you going to win in life just in general because you enjoy it, but you're going to win the game in your industry because you enjoy it and that's what you love to do. So I would say that Hustle and skill set or talent are super important. And I think that if you're going to do something, you might as well be the best at it. So why not use both of those two things? I work more hours than most other coaches, than most people in my industry. Not everybody. The high performers are working just as hard as what I am. Some of them maybe even harder. But I know that most people just won't put the effort and the energy in because they're too busy being distracted by other shit that doesn't really matter. I love this. I love what I do. You know, I record these podcasts at one o'clock in the morning, sometimes at 5 a.m., sometimes at 4 a.m. It just depends. Why? Because I love doing this stuff. This isn't just something that I go, I have to do this. I do it because I enjoy doing it. If you've got that on your side by getting clear with your values, your purpose, your mission, and creating a success map like I teach at Thrive Time, if you get those things right, not only are you going to hustle hard, but you're going to acquire the skill sets and become extremely talented at what you do, and life's going to be enjoyable. The other thing is you've got to develop the right mindset because if your mindset is that of the average person, you're going to think doing this stuff is completely wrong. I meet a lot of people who actually love what they do, yet they still stress about having weekends off and 
you know, I need to rest. And That's not them wanting to rest. It's that society has given them this idea and implanted this idea in their head of that they need to rest all the time. What I find is that the more I rest, the more fucked up I become in my own head. I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying, you know, I've got these mental health issues and blah, blah, blah. Do you have any tips? And I said, what I would do is figure out what you enjoy doing and do more of it. And they're like, yeah, but my energy's low and I feel, you know, I'm a bit down about myself. And I said, look, I can't give you the advice that you're probably looking for. But what I do know is that the more time that I rest, now, do I need rest? The answer is yes. So I have mental rest, which is where I just chill out and I'll watch TV for an hour or two, or I might take an afternoon off. Do I have physical rest from training? And the answer is yes. I train extremely hard when I do train and lift weights and so on. And so I need to rest and recover physically. But can I rest physically and keep working mentally? And the answer is yes. So I've figured out how to do that. But what I don't do is what most people do, where they work on average just this shitty ass week where they don't give a fuck. They've got no momentum. They're just cruising through life. Oh, everything's too hard. Day's been busy. And you listen to them. They spend eight hours at work. Most of the time, it's not working. It's trying to figure out how not to work. Then they spend the other eight hours that they have free sleeping. And then the the other eight hours that they have, they spend complaining about shit, whinging, watching TV, distracting themselves, getting caught up in drama, drinking, overeating, and doing all stuff that's self-destructive. And then the weekend comes and they go, oh, I'm going to go on drink and I'm going to go have all this fun. But all it does is it puts them behind on everything. So they go out and they go have fun. Now they're overeating. Now they're drinking. Now they're partying. Now they're spending cash. And so they start Monday again with this shitty frame of mind because now their mindset is fucked. They've wasted all their cash. They're still sort of half drunk. Their brain's not working effectively. They're tired. They feel burnt out. And now they go, oh, I'm stuck in this job again and I'm not getting paid enough. You probably are getting paid enough. It's just you spend all your money that you have consistently. So you never get momentum on your side. And I said, what I know is that the more that I work, And the more that I produce and the better the results that I get in life, the more inspired I am to keep doing that same thing. I'm like, I don't have any intention of going out on the weekend and getting drunk. I just don't do it. Did I used to? Yeah. Do I have a problem if other people do that? And the answer is no, I don't care what anyone else does. But my point is that if you've set a standard in your own life of wanting to do great things and your mind is screaming at you saying, you're doing all this shit that is destroying my ability to go and do something great in life, of course your mindset's going to be destructive. Of course, your brain's going to be sitting there going, you fucking lose a piece of shit. What are you doing with yourself? And of course, you're going to get down on yourself. Of course, you're going to feel bad. And so what my advice was to him based on you know what I believe is I said to him, the more you can do stuff and the more you can perform and the better the results you get by starting small and just looking at small wins every day. Over time, over a three to six month period, you'll be in a completely different position in a completely different mindset and you'll probably be going in a completely different direction versus sitting there going, why is my life so shit? Why am I so fucked up? Why can't I get the results? Why am I tired all the time? Why am I burnt out? I'm 100% sure that the more that you win, the more energy you have. The more you feel like you're losing in life and the more you set yourself up to lose with shitty goals, doing stuff outside of your values, not having a clear mission, trying to please other people, worrying about what everyone else thinks of you, living with a mindset of fear, worrying about the judgment of others. The more that you do that, the more you're just going to implode and self-destruct. So he couldn't get out and hustle and and acquire these new skills or these talents because he just felt like shit about himself. And my point is, is that the more that you set your life up to win, the more you're going to win, which is why the mojo map for success is so important, which is exactly what we do at Thrive Time. Because once you develop that skill set, you will start winning. And when you start winning, your mindset is completely different. I've watched hundreds of people now who have been in a shitty mind space, 
come and get clear with what they're trying to do in life and actually get out there and start doing it. And their mindset just switches just like that. It just changes. Now, am I saying that that's the cure for depression? No, I'm not that ignorant. But what I'm saying is that most people who feel down about themselves, down about life, aren't working hard enough. And they're not working hard enough because they're trying to people please. They're worried about what everybody else thinks. They're worried about trying to fit into a paradigm that isn't working for most other people. You know, I say to people, I work seven days a week and they're like, oh man, that must be exhausting. No, it must be exhausting doing shit that you don't want to do all the time. It must be exhausting having weekends off and sitting there and drinking and watching fucking sport, which I have no impact on. Now, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy sport. I enjoy watching sport sometimes. But what I'm saying is I don't set up my weekends every weekend to watch sport because when I do that, I can't control the game. I can't control what goes on in that game. So I watch the game, I get to the end of the game and I go, oh shit, I feel like crap because my team lost. Or I sit there and I go, wow, I'm excited because my team won. But it's not my team. I had no impact on that whatsoever. So I'm getting an emotional high and a dopamine hit on something that I contributed not a fucking thing to. The only thing that I contributed was I turned on the television. That's it. And that's how most people live life. Their excitement comes through other people. It doesn't come from themselves. I would rather wake up amped up and pumped up because I'm smashing goals, kicking ass in life, taking on huge challenges and pushing hard to be better in myself. That's what I would rather do. And most people look at me like I'm fucking insane. And I'm, oh man, you're going to overwork. I'm not going to overwork. You're going to overwork because you hate what you do. I love what I do. It's because I set my life up this way. Was it always that way? No. I used to be a miserable motherfucker. I would wake up in the morning, my alarm would go off and I'd want to throw the thing through the window. Then I'd get out of bed and crawl to the shower after I'd hit snooze buttons four times. Then I would sit in the shower and let the water run over my face about 10 times. How's going to try and think about how to pull a sickie or get a day off because I hated working. I hated doing what I was doing. And then I would leave work, go to the gym and then end up at a mate's place drinking. I'd buy a six pack and sit there and drink. Okay. And then the next morning I'd do the same thing again. I'd have like 15 coffees just to get out of bed in the morning. I'd get to work. Someone would say, you know, how's your day going? I'd go, same thing, different day. Because that's what fucking jugheads do is you say that shit because you're miserable. Right, same shit, different day. Okay, so anyway, I hope I'm not offending anyone, but if I am, fucking do something different because it's just, oh man, it sucked. When I think back about how I was when I was a diesel mechanic, I'm ashamed of myself. Well, I'm not really ashamed of myself. It's just I'm ashamed of falling into that paradigm that everyone else preaches and teaches. I was trying to please my parents. I was worried about what everyone else thinks and I was fitting into the norm and everyone else around me was fucking miserable. So I was trying to be average and normal and fit in but all the people that I was fitting in with were all miserable. They'd all complain. So I just, I just stopped doing that. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Did I answer the question, is it better to hustle or is it better to acquire talent? I hope you've got it from now, that you need both. You've got to pick up your energy. You've got to feel good about what you're doing so that then you can work effectively and efficiently and put in those hours. Do I love working 13 hours a day? Yeah, most days I do. Why? Because I'm achieving things, I'm moving towards my goals, my mission, and I get to do what I actually really enjoy. I get to hang out with people that I enjoy. Is it easy to do that? And the answer is no. Why? Because everyone else is doing things that are different to that in most cases, so it's hard to push against the grain. But once you start doing that, other people then start going, shit, how do you do that? And so now I've got a whole bunch of people standing behind me, like our community, probably like you who are listening in here, going, you know what? I can do more. I can be more. And maybe Mojo's given me permission to do something completely different, which goes against the grain of all the other people around me who are miserable. So anyway, I hope this helps. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And once again, thanks to all of you out there who have been sharing this podcast and who've been rating and reviewing it. It really means a lot to me. The numbers keep going up month by month by month. The numbers keep going up. 
So I do appreciate each and every one of you, and thanks for being part of this awesome community of driven people that want to achieve more. Stay driven, driven mofos, and I look forward to joining you back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Take care.